What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo, and we are diving into Genesis chapter 26, 26 through 33 again. This is with Trust in Jesus Ministries, man. Glad you're here. Glad you're listening. This is the Daily Devotional, guys. We've been going through Genesis for a couple of days now, right? <laughs> and uh, it's been good, man. It's awesome to study the scriptures. And we're on the story of Isaac. And so we've got Isaac in this different country. And then we've got Isaac, uh, um, you know, coming back home. And he came back home because uh, I guess the famine was over. And so God has been blessing him. God is just continually blessing him. So now we're about to see something really cool because of the actions we saw him live out in his life while he was in that other country. So if you haven't checked it out yet, go ahead and read the scriptures, 26, 26 through 33. Stop the tape, come back and uh, when you're done, and then we'll answer the four questions. If you've already read, we're going to go ahead and dive in, so no need to pause. So what's uh, going on in the scriptures? Well, it says that Abimelech and his buddies came to Isaac. We've got uh, um, his two, one of his advisors and one of the uh, commanders or captains of his army, man. They come down there. And they want to talk to uh, they want to talk to Isaac and they say that uh, they want to make a covenant with him. man. he's like, why are you even down here? Isaac says, why'd you even come down here? You kicked me out of your country, told me to leave. You hate me, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't want me around. Why are you here? And uh, Abimelech says he knows that the Lord is with him and he says, Yahweh. And so this is not very often seen that a um, a Gentile or someone that is not in the Hebrew people use the term Yahweh. Usually it's Elohim, which is like a title, God. But this one is the personal name of God. And so he uses that name. And to me, what does that say? What does that say the author's trying to convey? Maybe it's saying that it's because of the life in which, uh, well, technically, first off, it's because God has blessed him. God has increased uh, his his bounty despite all of the uh, adversity that has been facing Isaac because of his people. So he sees that and he recognizes that Yahweh is with him. But it's also the fact that he's probably living a life save for that one incident where he tells uh, he kind of got scared and says that his wife is his sister. But it is because of when he was continuing to move away from those uh, wells and allowing those people to do what they want to do and remaining humble. It could also be because of that, that he is seeing the character of God in Isaac. And so he goes and he says, God is with you. I know this, man. And because I know this, I want to be on your side. Okay, and so after he does that, then uh, Isaac gets a little attitude change. You know, he's kind of mad there at the beginning, talking about you hate me, and he gets a little attitude change, and he feasts with them, he eats and he drinks with them, and afterward he makes the covenant and he sends them on their way in peace. They bind together. Matter of fact, they said that they were brothers, and so this is uh, um, what Abimelech desired to do because he saw that the Lord was with Isaac. And so what is this saying about God? Well, I, I think that this is saying that God is imminent. What, what that means is that means God is working through everyday circumstances. 
You see, Isaac's actions, because of what he did, brought glory to the name of Yahweh. And then someone else came to know him. We've seen this in Peter. And if you've gone through my um, um, the daily devotional in Peter, and it says that may our actions allow others to bring glory to like, may they glorify God by our actions, basically. It's because of what we do, may they bring glory May the Gentiles or those who are not believers bring glory to God. And that's exactly what is happening here. God is working through these everyday things, things that maybe, um, um, and this is application. I don't like to mix them together a lot, but let's do it. Is that maybe something's going on in your life. And if you respond the way that Jesus would respond, the way that God has called us as gospel living out people, are supposed to be responding, then maybe those people will bring glory. They'll come to you and they'll say, I, I want to make a treaty with you, a covenant with you. Or in our language, it's like, why would you say something like that? Or why would you do something like that when I've done this to you? I've done that to you. What's this say about man? Is that we should be blessing the descendant of Abraham. And so I'm pushing this all the way to Jesus now, even though the reason uh, this comes up is because God said, made these promises. And we talked about the promises in the last episode, but there was a promise that wasn't mentioned. And that was that those who bless you, I will bless. And those who curse you, I will curse. Those who bless your seed, I will bless. And those who curse your seed, I will curse. And we find out that uh, Paul later on in the scriptures explains that that seed is Jesus. And so, Again, I say, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to bless the seed of Abraham. That's what Abimelech's doing. He's blessing the seed of Abraham, Isaac. But we recognize and know that Jesus is that seed. And so we're called to bless the seed of Abraham. But also, I think what man is, uh, is supposed to do is that we are uh, supposed to live out lives worthy of the gospel. I mean, Paul clearly says that in um, Ephesians. And, and this is an example of it as Isaac is living out a life worthy of the call that he's been called to. He is being blessed based on the fact that his father is Abraham, but he is living out. We talked about the discipleship last episode, and we said that uh, he built that altar because that was the example that was presented before him as Abraham had done before him. And so Isaac is doing the same thing. He's calling upon the name of the Lord. He's worshiping God and he's living out a life that glorifies God in his actions. So what's the application that we can uh, find, find for this? I want to explicitly make the application that bless the seed. Bless the seed. And what does blessing the seed mean? It means that we give glory to God. We bend the knee or we allow Jesus to be the king of our life, the sovereign of our life, the one who is in control of our life. I, I watched a, a baptism the other day and to explain this uh, uh, simply, they told their child that Jesus has to be the boss of their life. And, and, and the father was uh, um, wondering and, and making sure that this is, it wasn't something that some little thing that they just, a phase they were going through. And so they were waiting and taking time. And over time, this child began to understand what that meant. And she said, yes, I want Jesus to be my boss. And so that's what it means to bless the seed. 
And if you bless the seed, he will bless you. And what it means to be blessed by by God is to to be in communion or fellowship or relationship with Jesus, the Father and the Spirit, the triune God, Yahweh. It also means that we'll have life, and that's what life is. We'll be uh, transported into this realm of which we commune with that one who has created us. Now, I know that sounds like amazing in pie in the sky language, but the truth is, is that that relationship changes us because the spirit of God will dwell in us and we will be changed. But if you don't bless, then you curse. And, and, and cursing means to not. It's the opposite of what it is to be to to bless the king. It's it's to reject his rulership It's to deny his kingdom over you to suppress the truth that he is the Lord of all things. And if you do that, then you will be cursed. And what it means to be cursed is to not have life. That means that relationship that I talked about where we were transported into his realm, into his his communion, where we can bask in the glory of God and have a relationship with him in life. It means we won't have these things. It means we'll be separated forever from him. And that includes condemnation and, and damnation. But what else can we apply to this is that if we are in Christ, man, then we should be living lives that demonstrate how good God is, how great Jesus is, how amazing the spirit moves. So those are the two questions I place before you. The first is, are you blessing the king? And then second are you living a life that would cause others to bless the king? I'll see you guys in the next episode.